0: Welcome to a Prevent Connect podcast where we explore the prevention of violence against women. This is a project of the California Coalition Against Sexual Assault.
1: Hello, this is David Lee from Prevent Connect and today I am going to be talking with several people about looking at the intersections of HIV and AIDS with violence against women and looking at other health issues and I think this is a really important topic for those of us who are involved in the prevention of sexual and intimate partner violence to be able to think about HIV and AIDS and how we can be able to address these issues that have so many common risk and protective factors. Speaking to you today, We have Greta Massetti, and she is the Chief of Research and Evaluation Branch at the Division of Violence Prevention at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. How are you doing, Greta?
0: I'm good. Thank you for having me, David.
1: My pleasure. And I'm also joined by Donna Greco, who is the Training and Technical Assistance Director at the National Sexual Violence Resource Center. Hi, Donna.
2: Hi, David. Thank you for having
1: me. Well, it's a real pleasure to be able to have both of you to be able to talk about, I think, this very important discussion. And this came about with the recent release of a report from the Interagency Federal Working Group that was titled Addressing the Intersection of HIV-AIDS, Violence Against Women and Girls, and Gender-Related Health Disparities. And the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the CDC was part of that. And so, Greta, can you just give a little bit of background on the working group?
0: Uh, yes. Yeah. So the working group was convened in March of 2012 following a presidential memorandum from President Obama. And the presidential memo kind of highlighted the overlap between the effects of HIV-AIDS and the alarming rate at which women and girls experience violence. So the memorandum convened an interagency working group to try to pull together all of the different sections of the federal government that work on the different issues of HIV, AIDS, and violence against women and girls to try to work together and address the intersection of those health areas.
1: And so the CDC was part of this with many other federal departments, right?
0: That's correct. CDC participated as a key member of the federal interagency working group. In addition to those of us in the Division of Violence Prevention at CDC, there were several divisions and offices, including the Division of HIV-AIDS Prevention, the Office of the Associate Director for Programs, and then our lead from CDC was the Director of the Office of Women's Health at CDC. Her name is Yvonne Green.
1: Right, and I saw that there were many other federal departments, including the Health Resources and Services Administration, HRSA, and the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, SAMHSA, and the HHS's Office of Population Affairs and the Department of Justice's Violence Against Women and HHS's Administration for Children and Families and the Veterans Health Administration, just to get a sense of how broad this was of having people throughout the federal government being involved.
0: Right. It was really a wonderful opportunity for all of us to come together regularly to kind of bring the different perspectives of health and justice, prevention, treatment, clinical care and really to kind of address what the niche is for each agency and what our perspectives are to really kind of leverage the resources of each agency in, in, into kind of improved health and health care for the US.
1: Right, Well, I will encourage people to look at the entire document, but can you just highlight what you think were some of the most salient points that came up in this?
0: Yes, there are several action steps. The real emphasis of the report is to provide actionable recommendations to science, practice, healthcare to address the intersection of HIV, AIDS, and violence against women and girls. It's really focused around a series of action steps that deal with research and data collection, developing new strategies, expanding efforts to empower women and girls, and engaging men and boys in prevention. I'm going to highlight just two main areas that are most relevant for CDC's Division of Violence Prevention, kind of that's where we kind of were able to have the opportunity to introduce some of our work. And the first was around research and evaluation and to emphasize kind of the opportunities for us to push the research and evaluation agenda around the intersection between HIV-AIDS and violence against women. So we have several projects that are trying to answer questions such as to what extent do violence against women and girls and HIV-AIDS risk overlap and which are the populations most at risk. We're also really trying to understand how to leverage prevention efforts. So we have several projects, one of which is Dating Matters, which is our comprehensive major teen dating violence prevention initiative. And the focus of that initiative is to prevent teen dating violence. Our efforts are also expanding to say, if we can prevent teen dating violence, can we also prevent the likelihood that individuals who are at risk for being victims of violence are also less likely likely to engage in risky sex and to contract HIV AIDS. So we're trying to look at whether prevention can work for multiple health outcomes. I wanted to highlight one more area, and that is really looking for our opportunities to share resources and tools with our grantees as well. And so that's represented in the report. There's definitely a presence for DELTA, which is our major intimate partner violence initiative, because we're looking for opportunities to share resources and tools with our DELTA grantees around how to think about HIV AIDS screening and prevention within the context of their IPV prevention work.
1: Great. Well, now I'm going to turn to Donna Greco from the National Sexual Violence Resource Center. Recently, The National Sexual Violence Resource Center along with the National Alliance to End Sexual Violence, the International Association of Forensic Nurses, and the Association of Nurses in AIDS Care released a position statement around universal access to anti-HIV medication. So Donna, can you just briefly describe this and how the links between HIV and sexual assault and what this position, this position statement was saying?
2: Sure. Thank you. The NSVRC has been concerned about the intersections of sexual violence, HIV, and oppression for many years. So we were really excited for the opportunity to work with the partners that you mentioned in releasing a joint statement on universal access to HIV in August. And our group came together really with a common belief that globally systems should be in place to support survivors in accessing anti-HIV medications, also known as NPEP. And currently, we know that these drugs are often out of reach for survivors due to many factors, including exorbitant costs both economic and also just physical costs of taking the drugs, the stigma that continues to shroud both sexual violence and HIV, challenges that pharmacies often face in stocking their shelves with these drugs, and then gaps in training and supports for providers to work together in a trauma-informed way to make sure that survivors have choices. So we were really excited to come together sort of with this common goal of increasing access. And we, we really approached this statement as the beginning of many conversations, and we hoped that it could be a tool that folks could use at the local, state, and national level to really spark conversations and to inform collaborations
1: on behalf of survivors. Right, and this I think is a really helpful piece to be able to think about these linkages. At the NSVRC, beyond this position statement, I think that you've been looking in many areas to look at how we can be able to draw connections across issues such as HIV prevention and sexual assault prevention. So can you describe a little bit of how NSVRC is also trying to build those linkages?
2: Yes. When we examine what we know about the root causes of both sexual violence and HIV, we find so many similarities. We find risk factors associated with gender inequity, poverty, racism, heterosexism, ableism, ageism. They're often linked in both public health issues which makes collaboration across prevention and discipline so very important. And one overlap for prevention between HIV and sexual violence can be found in healthy sexuality or sexual health. So people may know and find Sexual Assault Awareness Month campaign materials really helpful in this regard. We've had a multi-year focus on healthy sexuality with our SAM campaign materials, with 2014 focusing on adolescent health And so this campaign really centers around how healthy sexuality really hinges on the establishment of healthy norms around gender, establishing norms around respect and safety and options for all people. And when we think about having options, we also then need to look at the role of oppression in creating risk factors for both sexual violence and HIV. And I think that the White House report really looks at that as well in terms of poverty issues and homelessness and sort of those push-pull factors that create risk around both that partner violence and HIV.
1: Well, thank you, Donna. In some ways, I often think of, we use that prevent connect often a good solution solves multiple problems, and I think that by looking at the common risk factors and the common protective factors is a way that we can be able to really advance the work that those of us who have been involved in prevention of sexual violence and intimate partner violence can really work along with our colleagues in HIV prevention. So, Greta, any reflections for the work of the federal working group that would have for prevention practitioners, any thoughts about those implications?
0: Yeah, so I think there's a couple of areas. Uh, One important area is around screening and identification of those individuals who are at greatest risk. So those women and girls who have limited access to healthcare are the ones who often are victims of violence. And they're the very ones that are hardest to reach. And we know that they can be at high risk for HIV AIDS prevention and treatment. So that gives us an important avenue for thinking about how we can reach those population from a violence prevention standpoint and make sure that they are receiving the healthcare and preventive care that they need. Another area is as we're thinking about preventing violence in our communities, there are opportunities to think about how we can prevent multiple health outcomes that are related. So if we can create communities that are safe for our children and for our families, for our women and girls, we could be also creating environments that are healthier, that contribute to better outcomes both from many perspectives. And that's really what we're interested in thinking about and looking at the overlap between different health outcomes like HIV-AIDS and violence against women.
1: And when I look at the work that's being done throughout the world, internationally, that the links between violence against women and HIV in many countries are less siloed than we see some of the efforts have been historically in the United States. And so that might also provide a model for us to think about how we can use approaches to be able to address both these serious health problems.
0: There are really tremendous opportunities there. I mean, the issue of the intersection is the key focus area within PEPFAR, the President's Emergency Plan for AIDS Relief in Africa. And so that's really an area where they're kind of pushing the envelope and thinking about how we can address the overlap, and I think there's a lot of lessons learned there that we can transfer to more domestic health policy.
1: Well, this is a discussion that I hope we will continue to have and be able to look at the overlap among different health issues such as HIV and sexual violence and intimate partner violence prevention. And so I want to thank both of you for joining me today. I've been speaking with Greta Massetti and she is the Chief of Research and Evaluation Branch at the Division of Violence Prevention at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And I've also been speaking with Donna Greco, and she is the Training and Technical Assistance Director at the National Sexual Violence Resource Center. These reports that we had talked about are available online. And so you just look up on Prevent Connect where we have this, but it's on the WhiteHouse.gov, they do have the intersection of HIV, AIDS, Violence Against Women and Girls, and Gender-Related Health Disparities Report. And on the National Sexual Violence Resource Center, website, you will also find their position paper on universal access to anti-HIV medication. and we'll have direct links to these on the Prevent Connect website for everyone. So thank you for joining me today.
0: Thank you very much, David. I've enjoyed speaking with you today. Yes, thank you so much, David. Thank you for listening to this Prevent Connect podcast. Prevent Connect is a project of the California Coalition Against Sexual Assault. With funding from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The views presented on Prevent Connect are not necessarily the views of the United States government, the CDC, or Calcasa. To learn more about Prevent Connect, visit www.preventconnect.org. For more information about Calcasa's mission or to show your support, visit calcasa.org. That's C-A-L-C-A-S-A dot O-R-G.